Okay, shalom. Parshas Vayetze. So, we, um, obviously we're going to discuss Yaakov and Rachel and Leah, um, and then we're going to talk, I want the, the last the last half of the Shem, it's only half an hour or so, but the second half I want to talk about Reuven and Shimon and get into a, a really deep understanding of what is seeing and what is hearing and what's the difference between seeing and hearing and lots of fascinating, fascinating ideas from that. Um, the Tanya tells us in the shame of the Zorakodesh that the Neshama has its energies, its ten powers, it has Chochma, Bin and Das, it has its Seichel, and then it has its Midas, okay, it's Ava and Yira, and that makes up the soul. That makes up the body of the soul, so to speak. And then we know that we have Levushe Hanefesh, the clothing of the soul. Yitzi, what's the, what's the Levushe of the Nefesh? What would be a clothing of the soul? It There's, would be thought, speech, indeed. Thank you. So the the the, the Levushe of the soul, which is obviously the most external aspect, because it's clothing, which is always external, is thought, speech, and action. It's what you do. It's not who you are. It's what you do. And we know that thought is also something that you do. A lot of people, especially in the Western world, understand thought more as who you are. But that's not how we understand it. In Torah, we understand it as an activity that you partake in, that you that you do, just like speech and just like actual action. So as such, it's something very external to the soul. Now, it's interesting because it's the same Indian in the Parsha from two completely different places. And you'll see it come together in a very interesting way. The, the, the Tanya says that you don't, the, 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 the Kedusha by which the man and the wife come together and create and, and bring the child down, conceive the child, the Kedusha, the, the level of selflessness that they are experiencing in that act, which is a which is difficult, yeah. That determines the quality of the garments of the soul. The soul is not determined by the parents. The actual quality of the soul. You have high souls, you have low souls. You have big souls, you have small souls. That's to do with well, that, well that's now that's not what we're going to talk about right now. But but you have different madragas of soul. The way that the man and the maid, the way that the husband and wife interact with each other when they're bringing that soul down, the kadusha that they're with each other, the, the level of kadusha doesn't determine what soul is brought down into the body. It determines the garments of that soul. How's that soul going to think? How's that soul going to talk? How's that soul going to act? In other words, they are they are in control, so to speak, of how that soul is going to express itself into the world. And primarily the soul of thought, because the, 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 the garment of thought, because the garment of thought is really the interface between the soul and the other garments. Like you've met people who have, you'll, you'll see in the world, I'm sure you know about this, the people who are the most difficult people to deal with, who cause the most complex interactions with or so on are the ones who just don't think straight. And you're just like, can't you just think straight? Why did your mind go? You know what I'm talking about? 
So we deal with these, we deal with these kinds of people. That's that, that there's like well, you could call that a pagam in the Levush of Machshava. That their Machshava is it, it's compared to like a there's different levels of clothing. One of the reasons why it's called clothing is because you've got things like you've got like a a, a a soft undershirt that doesn't impede the expression of the goof whatsoever. Then you've got like a heavier jacket and then you've got like a big overcoat or something that really does impede. Yeah. Or a T-shirt that doesn't impede. So you've got these these different garments. The coarseness of the garment determines how easy it is for the body to express itself. So that's the marshal. So these cl this clothing that the soul wears, thought, speech, and action, that is that the the quality, the the refinedness, if that's a word, or the coarseness of that garment is going to determine how easily that soul is able to interact with the world. Okay, just like a garment, we go out in a garment, we interact in the world. You know who I am through the garment that I'm wearing. If I'm dressed like this, you know that I'm more down to you know more down to business. If I'm wearing like khaki pants and a Hawaii shirt, shirt you know that I'm more fun and spontaneous. It's the way that we interface with the world. That's what levushim are. As such, they're very external. Now, the idea of covered, the concept of being machabed someone, it's interesting because. Um, for example, you give covered to a Talmud Hochum, somebody who knows a lot of Torah. What about the son of a Talmud Hochum, who's not a Talmud Hochum? You have to be mechabed him. I mean, more than more than a, you should be mechabed everyone. But I'm saying, is there a special dinner being mechabed him? There isn't. Also, um, also the idea of in a mikvah, you're not machabed in a sense. It's, I wouldn't say you're not machabed, but you wouldn't. You don't stand up for someone in the mikvah, okay? If there's a big Talmud Hochem who comes into the mikvah, or a god Lador even, you, you're not allowed to stand up for them. You're not machabed somebody in a place where there's ever, etc. okay? The Indian of covered is to do with levushim. You're mechabed levushim. You can't be mechabed the actual person because the person is not, there's nothing, there's nothing to talk about there. There's nothing, there's, it, it's, it's so disembodied. It's so, it's so um, mufshat from old surah. So how do you say that? Mufshat. Um, um, like I can't think of the word in English. It, there's there's no there's no form. The actual person themselves, there isn't a form to. So you're machabed things that you can actually get your head around, and that's to do with levushim. Well, that, that makes sense, Rabbi. When somebody walks into a room and a rabbi walks in, when we're standing up for them, what are we standing up for? Exactly. I mean, things that they've accomplished. Exactly. Exactly. That's the point. That's the point. It's a very, a very important idea that we're machabed external things to the person. We're not machabed the person. You can't be machabed the person because the person's beyond covered. Covered is already 
an expression of of the person and everybody's infinitely choshev anyway so you couldn't so it's the difference is always in the levushim that's the point so we're reading machabad levushim so now it comes out like this that like we said the tanya says that when when a man and wife are with each other but to when they're bringing the neshama down the the garments that the soul ends up being enclosed in are pure and refined. And that soul, the child, will be able to express itself naturally and easily and authentically. Hmm. Whereas when the parents are with each other in, in the opposite way, the, the garments that that child ends up being enclosed in the, the the soul ends up in clothing become coarse and and preventative they they block the expression it's a very important point so we're not in charge we don't have any control over the the level of the neshama but from the very beginning of conception we have control of the or we're responsible i should say we're responsible for how that neshama is going to be able to express itself into the world and it's funny because there's the Gomorrah in Kedushin, is it? No, in, in, not in Kedushin, in Nida, I think, in Nida, that says 40 days before Yetzirah of blood, a bus coal comes out. Yeah, you remember the Gomorrah? And says, Ploini to bus Ploini. And then it says the field and the uh, the the house, the, the Shidduch. What what's, what's going on 40 days before Yetzirah of blood? Forty days before Yitzhak of Vlad is Shas Meiser. Yitzhak of Vlad happens forty days after conception. So our our interactions with our wives determine the shidduch. The clothes don't just stop at the at the actual Mashavadibo Meiser. It's everything that that soul is going to use to express itself into the world, which means its wife, its business, and its house as well. Those are we're responsible for that at that time. Now, the the saving grace of all of this is that the avoider of chinuch is helping the child refine their clothes, their spiritual, the, the levushe nefesh. That's what chinuch is. You can't make them have a bigger soul, but you can change their garments, as in if they had coarse garments. Yeah, you can help them refine the garments and become more, more um, help them express themselves in a holy way, eat more easily. Okay, so we'll tie it all together now. So it says that Orchaim says by by um, when they were having the goat, you know, with the goats, the whole thing with the goats when they were. The Elazar yeah. said. Sorry? No, 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 no. With the goats, with um, where, um, with the sheep. Sorry, the sheep and the goats. Yeah. When they when they had the sticks and they he was making them mate with each other and with the sticks. So he says, yeah. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Yaakov understood this, this idea of the kavanas of the parents by the by the conception is poil the levushim of the uh, of the of the of the of the soul. So Lahavdil, when the sheep, this is what Yaakov was involved in. He was peeling off the sticks. So the sheep were, were or the goats, wherever it was, the sheep were looking at different things and they were giving birth to different colored sheep, different colored goat, different whatever, different patterns, different colors. It was all a din on the levushim. So that's quite cute. Yeah, it's nice. But listen to this. The Orchaim says, so it says, that the, the type of sheep that it is when it gets born, once the, the, the levushim, so to speak, of the sheep get determined and they look with the lines or the, the, the brown ones or whatever, the speckled, whatever it is, he says that the it's impossible to change it over. You can't change the Vushim. To flip over Teva, Nace Atsum, he says. Mamash a big nace. This is very hard for Hashem to do. I mean, not hard for him to do. He doesn't like to do it. But he explains he doesn't like to flip over nature. So what does that say for what I just said? We said that if parents aren't with each other properly, then our job as parents and the child's job as a child is to change over his, his garments and to become, to become a mensch, to put on good garments, holy garments. That's the difference between an animal and a human being. By an animal, the levushim are fixed. And for Hashem to change the levushim of the animal, the behavior of the animal would take a nace utsum. But by human being, that's the whole point of a human being. That's what we're here to do. We're here to change our garments, to, to, to refine our coarse garments, to make them refined so that the neshama can mamash express herself exactly how she wants to. And this comes out that by Yaakov, when he was with Leah, the first night, he was miscoven to Rochel. This is what the this is what I would never say such a thing, but Orchaim says this. He <laughs> was miscoven to Rochel. I'll read what it says. This is the Orchaim. Kaf test, Pasuk Kaf Gim, if you want to look it up. Yibarev, Tsa Godol Gorum. He caused the great Tsar, Batasat Sadik, in his making the tzaddik, Yaakov, uh, be with Leah instead of Rachel. He caused the, the, the getting lost of the power of Kedusha. The tzav alamed. Because Lavan flipped Rachel and Leah, it meant that when Yaakov was with Layer, he was thinking about Rochel. And that's basically the worst thing we can ever do, Bishas 
when we're being intimate with our wives is to be miscoming to another woman. That's the worst thing. And because of that, what does it say? Iruvain, the firstborn, he lost the Malchus, he lost Kahuna, and wow. he lost the Shekel Kafubi Yerusha. Malchus, Kahuna, and the Yerusha of the of the Bukhor. Because Yaakov, again, I would never say such a thing. I'm just reading to the Ruchayim. Yeah, because Yaakov Bashar's Maisa with Leah was thinking about Rachel. And therefore, it caused Reuben to lose the Malchus. Malchus is very chetzoyne. That's the whole Indian of Malchus. Kahuna is also a din chetzoyne to the nefesh. It's That's why there's the whole Indian of big day kahuna. The, the kahuna and, and clothes are all very much bound up. And the shekel kafubi yerusha, the, 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 um, the doubling of the, of the yerusha, that's obviously a very external thing. And he lost all those three things. And that's the Indian. Okay. Any questions on that? That's the Indian. Okay, so um, there's other small things I could say, but I'm, I think we should just talk about um, the union of, of Reuven and Reuven and Shimon, because uh, this is very helpful, very important. Okay, so when Reuven was born, the Pasuk says... Um, Yeah, listen to the difference. It's so interesting. Lamed Beis. It's uh, it's Kaftes um, Lamed Beis. V'tah Leah v'tayled Ben. Leah became pregnant. She gave birth to a, child, a son. V'tikus Shemay Ruvain. She called his name Ruvain. Ki Amu Ki Ruah Adunai Ba'anye. That Hashem saw in my affliction. Ki Avani Ishi. That now my my husband will love me. Now it says V'tah Oid. Ben, she gave birth to a child. That Hashem heard that I was hated. And he gave me this. And she called his name Shimon. You hear the difference? Big difference. Firstly, it says that Leah gave birth. She called his name Reuven, and she said, because Hashem saw my affliction. By Shimon, it says, and and she gave birth, and because Hashem heard her that she was hated, and she called his name Shimon. It's the opposite. By Reuven, first came his name, then came the reason for his name. By Shimon, and also by all the other Shvatim as well, First came the reason, and then came the name. So by Reuven, first came the name, and then came the reason. By Shimon, first came the reason, and then came the name. Okay, I'm probably going to forget to tie it back into this, but you can work out yourself. The whole union of Re'ia and Shmir. So which one's more Halig? Yeah. Which one's the higher? Which one's the higher of the two sentences? It's 50 50. On the one hand, on the, the one hand, we say everything is Shema Yisrael, right? We say 
Shmiya. But then we also know the Gemara says, ain't, ain't Shmiya Kiriya. Yeah. And a guy who doesn't see is called like a, he's a, he's a mace. Yeah. Soon as Kamase, but the Kharish uh, uh, is not like that. So which one's higher? Well, look at the goof. Which one's higher? Yitzi, we've spoken about this before, yeah? Yeah, I think, uh, are the eyes higher or the ears higher on the face? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, which one's the higher faculty? Higher faculty. What? It looks like the eyes. So it's interesting, because if oh, you no. put your head down... Oh, shoot, your ears are ahead. Then your ears are higher. And if you lift your head up, then your <laughs> eyes are higher. I'm not joking around. This is very deep. This is like... If you learn Oysters Chaim, if you get into 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 Kabbalah and you understand, you learn a little bit about how it all began and the the Oiris coming out of the ears of, of Ak and all kinds of the the eyes came much lower down, but the eyes can be higher or lower. Okay, so there's pros and cons. Okay, so what are the most what are the most obvious things? So Ruven is Re'ia, Shem is Shmir. Ruven comes first. Shimon comes second. You can't marry your wife without seeing her. But once you've married her, now it's not about looking at her at all. It's about listening to her. Shalom Bar is predicated on Shmir. Because you're listening to your life. Sorry? Because you're listening the rest of your life. <laughs> and the, and the, 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 the visual bit goes down anyway after the wedding day. <laughs> anyway, um, but the um, see, Re'ia, Matan Torah was all about Re'ia. We heard the we saw the sounds. It doesn't. Say, it doesn't say we we heard the um, the lightning. We saw the sounds. It was a visual experience. Yeah, it was. It was a visual experience. And a visual experience, see, if I was to describe to you an animal that I, let's say I just went exploring in some godforsaken jungle somewhere, and I discovered this new animal, and I would say to you, well, it like had ears like a bunny rabbit, it had like a nose like an elephant, it, it was like half hairy, it was a little bit, etc., that would be describing it to an level of, of shmir, of hearing. What you do when you hear that is you piece together a picture of this animal using pre-existing images in your mind. You don't move towards the animal. You bring the animal to you. You with me? That's shmir. Whereas Re'ia, I'd show you a picture and be like, wow, I never saw such a thing. That's amazing. Re'ia brings you to the animal. Shmir puts the animal into your context. So when you're hearing someone or when you're hearing something, what you're doing is you're not moving towards it. You're bringing it towards you. Whereas Re'ia is the opposite. Re'ia is you are moving towards it. It's kind of, in a sense, creating new vistas in your mind that never exist previously. 
That's Re'ir. So that's why Matan Torah was by Re'ir. It was a mm. whole new shlav in reality. We weren't now piecing God together with these ideas that we had previously. We were being taken to him. We were experiencing him on his terms, not experiencing him on our terms, which is what the what, what the Goyim really, how the Goyim experiences Hashem. See, Isn't Nasa Vanishma like the hearing though? Nasa Vanishma, absolutely. But we'll, we'll get there. Absolutely. First the Nasa, then the Nishma. Now, the problem with Re'ia, like we just said, Re'ia takes you to them. Whereas Shmir brings them to you. The problem with Re'ia, though, is that it's fleeting. That's why we were over in the Cheta Eagle a few days after, uh, a few days after Matan Torah. Holzman, you're looking at X, yeah? You are, like they say, seeing is believing. You're completely, you're there. The minute that gets stopped, the minute that that gets broken and you're not looking at X anymore, if you don't do anything with that, that's just like, it's gone. It's like Hochma, as quickly as it came, it goes. The it's avoid- like what you mentioned with the, it's mm-hmm. like what you mentioned with the inspiration. It's exactly that. Being, yeah. It's exactly that idea. Seeing is is inspirational. Once we've seen, now we have to hear. Hearing brings what we saw internal into us. So, for example, in Israel, it's different in America. But in Israel, I've been on Shabbos. I've been standing next to the same guy, Davening, for about 12 15 years, yeah? I have no idea what his name is. I've never, all you know, we smile at each other, say hi. Nothing, I don't know anything about the man. Nothing. You know, I've I've looked in for hours and hours and hours. You don't, you don't know someone from looking at them. You know someone from hearing them. That goes inside. That's why the ears are internal. You don't, these are these aren't your ears. You can't see why, but these aren't your ears. The ears are like the bit, the, the ears are the little mechanical things inside, yeah. Whereas the eyes are actually visible to the world. Seeing is a very external experience, whereas hearing is a very internal experience. That's why the avoider with our wives is listening, because that's where the relationship is built, and that's why that's why Hashem doesn't reveal Himself to us, because if Hashem was visible to us, that's why Hashem has to be hidden. Because if Hashem was visible to us, we would never get past that. We would never be able to have a relationship with him because we would be so overwhelmed and impressed by his externalities that we would never be able to actually internalize who he is. And that's the avoider, that's the avoider of Gallus. That's why the Zoya. It says, Tachazi, uh, come and see. And the Gemara says, Tashma, come and hear. The avoider of Galus is the Tashma, come and hear, listen, internalize, become one. And then we'll finish off with the Shema. So the Shema, we said, who was it? Someone said just before with Shema, yeah? Shema as well. 
So we say Shema Hashem So it sounds like the whole foundation of Yiddishkeit is Shema. But we know that the two, the two large letters in Shema Yisrael, in the Pasuk of Shema Yisrael, is an iron and a Dalad, which is Adas. Adas is all about Re'ir. So the avoider of the Yid is Shema. But it's all predicated on the fact that we saw Hashem and we see Hashem. And Hashem sees Hashem. That's the Adas. So Shema Hashem Hashem Echad. That's our voider in this world. But it's predicated on the fact that we're Adim to him, that we've seen him. All of us saw him at Matan Torah, and our Neshama continues to see him over and over. So this is the avoid of Shema. Shema, and this is the avoid, this is the relationship of Re'iyah and Shmiya. First comes the Re'iyah, that's why Reuven was born first. And then comes the Shmiya, that's why Shimon was born second. That you have to see, because if you just heard, it would all be on your terms. The seeing means that you move towards it, in this case, to Hashem. So the Re'iyah means that we move towards him. And it wasn't now that we were relating to God on our terms. We were relating to Hashem on his terms. But that's so superficial. And the minute that the, the minute the line of sight gets severed, yeah, we're, we're free to, to go and do whatever we want. So now the avoider... Now the avoider is the shmir, is internalizing what we saw. So we'll finish by saying this. So Shema Hashem Hashem Echad. Yeah, the 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 unspoken of element is the re'ir. That's the adus. That's why the iron and the dalad are not pronounced, and they're just hinted to. The avoider is Shema, internalizing it, listening. Constantly listening, constantly listening. That's why with your kids, yeah, what, what would you say the ratio of you talking to your children is as opposed to them talking to you? <laughs> got anyone on the phone? I'm thinking like, I got a thought in my mind. What, what do you think? 90%. 90 10? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That seems like 80%, 90%, something like that. Yeah. That's Givaldic. That's Givaldic. Because you're you're that you're you're allowing them to come into you. You're 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 in a relationship with them. So so he says, so it's predicated on the Aidas on the Re'ian. The avoid is the Shmir's Shema. And now what happens if you listen properly, that will impact the emotions. I'm not going to get too deep into that now, but it means that the emotions will allow you to end up with a full service, a true, a true service, a true divine service. Yeah, that's That's Dibor. 
Ukshatam Lois Al Yedech, Vayula Totafois Bene Necha. That's Misa. Ukshatam Al Mizois Besecha Uvisharecha. And that's spreading out now. As we said, there's the Levushe Nefesh, yeah, Machshavadiba Misa. But your your house is also part of your Levushin. It, it, whatever you have, it, you spread out and out and out and out and out further. And that's the goal of Yiddishkeit, is to bring Hashem into Bisharecha, Mamash, into our, not, not just into our mind, not just into our heart, not just into our thought or our speech, not even just into our action, but into our possessions and into our farthest most that's called the Batachtoinen. That's the whole avoid river. That's our avoider. And that's the whole thing is explained clearly in Shema. Because we are a we have Aidas, we made Aidas, we see Hashem, we saw Hashem. Now our avoider is to listen carefully. That impacts the emotions. Hochmabino and Das is poil, the Seichel is poil on the Midas. And that gives birth to a, a full avoider of which leads us to think. That now is Makadesh our thinking. And that leads to being Makadesh our Dibor, which means the which leads to being Makadesh our Misa. And finally the whole thing spreads out and, and the whole world becomes a Heidegger place. Okay. Thank you. My pleasure. I, ha I had a quick question, Rabbi. Sure. But you said the, the lavush can be different, can be changed. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. How did that not happen with Ruvain? I mean, Yaakov oh, so, knew no, the Indians well, so well. That, that was the point. I mean, it it, you mean, why didn't he get back the Malchus, the Kahuna, and the... Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a good question. I appreciate the question. Mm. Um, okay. So it sounds like we should be doing a lot more listening than, than, than seeing, or is it a lot more listening than talking? Which one is it? Well, a little bit of seeing will will necessitate a lot of hearing. Yeah. Yeah, as in... You would hope. Well, yeah, exactly, it should be. I don't understand that means. But then, a lot, of, a lot of hearing, we should always be trying to not speak so much. But you have to, like, yeah, you know, it depends. It depends, but, you, you you know, it's, you know, the Mishnah says over and over, Shtikas are very, very, very... I mean, the reason why we know that it's so halig is because it's so difficult to shut up. So that's... Um, that's we, we should be... We should be... The seeing... You only need a little bit of seeing. A little bit of seeing requires a lot of listening to to internalize it and to become it and then the speaking should always be uh be my my deeper as much as we can great one more thing on the example of this exotic you said you had some exotic animal some strange animal that you were describing to somebody yeah so in that sense when you describe it to somebody you say when somebody hears that 
and listening to it, it, they bring the object in their mind closer to them. Is that what you were saying, as opposed to seeing it? No, well, no. When they when they hear about the object, the, the animal, now all they've got to do, they've got to pull on 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 previous things that they've seen in their mind. So you say it's got ears like a bunny rabbit, it's got a trunk like a like it's got a nose like an elephant, it's got a tail like a like a, a beaver, I don't know. And now I'm putting together all of these things that I have in my mind already. So I'm fitting it into my hasagas. I'm bringing it to my level. Whereas when mm. you show me a picture of it, I might go, wow, I never saw such a thing. That's amazing. My mind has expanded to it. You with me? Yeah. It's a very profound idea. Very profound idea. And the Shemiya is the higher level. No, that's what I was saying. Shmir and Ra'ia, that you can't say higher, lower because they're both. You can't, yeah. They, 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 it depends. Like we said, like the eyes are higher when you're like this, yeah. eyes are lower when you're like this. So they both have pros and cons, but they're the two ways that we bring in information. That's yeah. for sure. You don't, you don't bring information through your nose, through your mouth, through your fingers. I mean, even if you like feel braille, that's an Indian of Shmir anyway. So it's not. It's um, the, the two ways of bringing information into us is through Re'ia and, and, and Shmir. Well, well, I'm glad you asked that question, Avi, and you mentioned it because I am a, now I am a little confused. I thought you were saying that hearing was better. And then you said by Shema. So you're saying they're both, there are two ways to bring it in. But then, right. then how Shema, that Shema is all about hearing, but you can't, it, it was all about the Adus, and the Adus is not without seeing. So. Okay. Because like we said, if you get shown the picture, of you get shown the picture of that crazy animal, yeah? Mm -hmm. Now your mind has been taken to the animal. You have expanded. You haven't constrict, constricted the animal to your mind. Your mind has expanded to the animal, yeah? Now you can internalize it by, by listening, so to speak. So, so Shmiya can take you to a, a higher level. I mean, don't get me wrong, Raya is very important and you need that, let's say, inspiration. You need to see it first in order to to get to a proper Shmiya, a proper hearing of things. But ultimately, the Shmiya will take you to that higher level. No, so I'm, I'm not being clear. Okay, let's try again. The, when you see something... You could see this new thing that you've never could never have conceived of before, an animal that you never saw anything like it whatsoever. It's just created a whole new sug of animal in your mind, yeah. Yeah. You could never have understood that by someone trying to explain it to you. That would be schmear. So if someone's trying to describe yeah. it to you, you would end up with some kind of like funky animal, but it would all be connected to things that you've previously seen. So you're bringing the animal into your, you're fitting it into your preconceived mind. Whereas when he shows you the picture, you go, wow, I could never have imagined such a thing. I never saw such a thing in my life. That's amazing. You have been taken to the animal. Your mind has been expanded by the object itself. You with me? Yeah. That's the difference between Shmir and Re'ia. That's why Matan Torah 
was the Re'ia. So we saw God before, without that seeing, you would think of God like everything you think about God would be like fitting him into preconceived ideas that you already have. So he'd be like your God on your terms. But because we saw him at Harsinai, now comes the avoider of Shmir. We need to internalize that, that we're relating to God on his terms, not like the Goyim who relate to God on their terms. We relate to him on his terms. So it's predicated on Adus, but then we're over on the level of Shmir. Whereas the Goyim don't have the Adus, they just have the Shmir, the ones who believe. So their, their, their idea of God will always be connected to this world. Whereas the Yiddish relationship to God is on his terms. So you could you could say it like this. The, the Goy, I'm not using that term derogatory, but in any derogatory way. The Goy, we've said this before, the Goy knows this world and believes in God. The Yid knows God and, so to speak, believes in this world the the Yiddish yeah. perspective is from god if you read the goyesha philosophy books yeah the, the good ones you'll see that they start trying to prove you an intelligent creator because look at the you know look at dna look at the fine tuning look at the big bang look at all the different art these amazing things in the bria and therefore we have to say there's an intelligent creator Read Kabbalah, look into Kabbalah, and it starts with Or Ein Soif. And we're breaking our heads trying to understand how on earth can there be such a thing as creation. You hear the difference? We yeah. take God for granted, and now well, this world exists. So how on earth does this world exist? And now we spend pages and pages and pages figuring out how it can be that this finite world exists the goyim take this world for granted and extrapolate to understand that god is a metzius mm, it's beautiful so what's the what's the more correct experience of god obviously the jewish experience because that's taking him for granted that's that's on his terms and now we're seeing the world through his eyes Whereas the Goyim, they're looking at him from their eyes, from the eyes of this world towards him. That's what the Yidna are there for. The Ene, uh, we're called the, uh, the, the Chachamim are called the Ene Ada, the eyes of the Ada. We're, the Yidna are the eyes of the world. We're the ones who witnessed it. And so the Goyim can experience the, the Re'ia through us. That's what our job is. But our own personal job is we've seen it. Now we have to listen and internalize it. But that means that we're relating to God on his terms, not that we're fitting him into our, into our mind. We're, we're expanding our mind to him, in a sense. You with me? Yeah. Uh, Rabbi, quick question. <laughs> if, would you say there's a limit to Re'iyah? And uh, let's say Shmia, it's almost like limitless in a sense. Funny, just said that. I just, I just, I'll also try and say it very quickly that Chochmah is is the Yud. 
yeah? And Bina is the hay. Okay, the yud and the hay and the vav and the hay. Chochma and Bina yeah. is the yud and the hay. So the, the Chochma is Re'ia, okay? And Bina is Shmir. So the, the, the yud is a point. Now, I don't know if you, you ever use Photoshop. What's that? You ever use Adobe Photoshop or any of the graphic programs? No, I, I haven't personally. But... <laughs> so, so if you have a point, yeah. a point is you can it, it's it's no it's it's not a dot. A dot is not a point. A point has no length, breadth, and depth whatsoever. So you can scroll in on Photoshop. You can keep going deeper and deeper and deeper into the picture, and you'll you the point will never get bigger. You're just going to it. Just gets okay. The hay, Bina, extrapolates outward. You take that little point and you give it length and breadth and depth. Like the hay is, is the hispashtus going up and down, yeah? So this is the union of infinity in this world. Yeah, and it's both actually both based on the asplacaria, the, the, um, the looking glass, the telescope and the microscope. The microscope takes you in. The telescope takes you out. How far out does it go? How far in does it go? There's infinity in the world. So Chochmah is the dimension of infinity inwards, which means you think that, you know, when we were kids, yeah, the smallest thing they knew of was an electron. Yeah, now they know of things much smaller than an electron. You think that they're not going to find smaller things? Of course they're going to find smaller things. It's going to get smaller and it will never end. Just like numbers never end. They will get smaller and smaller and smaller. That's that's Hochma. That's going in. That's infinity inward. And they say that the universe is 90 billion years wide. Yeah. Yeah. You think they know that? The universe doesn't end outward. It's, it's infinity in creation. Just like numbers don't end. They go infinitely inwards like the space between one and two is infinite go backwards infinitely minus one minus two go forward infinitely it's all infinite but it's with yeah. creation so in regards to Re'ia and Shmir it goes in and it goes out endlessly but it's infinity within creation it's infinity with the little eye right <laughs> Anyway, Expand, expands the mind a bit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Everyone should have a good show. Do we do we have another one at 12 30? Another what? <laughs> you wish. Oh, okay. No, I thought okay. Okay, everyone should have a good show. Right. Good, good job, man. Good job. Good job.